Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Right down the east coast of Australia and across the SEN network. Welcome to the summer run home on SEN. Yes, that's right. It's the summer run home. Uh, the professor's off this week. So you got Barney and Philpy. Uh, welcome to the second hour. Thanks to Hyundai and Blundstone. Uh, if you missed the first hour, we had a cracking first hour. We wrapped all the weekend sport, talk summer cricket, Sydney smash. Um, if you missed that, you can check out the Run Home podcast with Joel and Fletch. Uh, subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or wherever all good podcasts are downloaded. Still coming up on the show, we're going to be chatting to Gary Belcher and Matt Rogers. We're going to do an NRL news review. Uh, But right now, uh, the exciting thing happening this week is season two of the Amazon Prime series, The Test, is dropping this Friday. It follows the Australian men's test cricket team. And to join us now to chat all about that and the summer of cricket uh, is Australian test batter Travis Head. Travis, are you there, mate? Hey, thanks for having me. Mate, thanks very much for joining us. And straight off the bat, mate, um, oh, bit of a pun there, oh, mate. I'm on fire this geez. afternoon. Mate, uh, congratulations on a cracking summer. You've had 525 runs at 87.5, 450s and one, uh, one century. Mate, how are you feeling after this uh, summer of Test cricket? Knackered. No, um, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a really good one, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, personally and as a team, um, I thought uh, we we probably probably couldn't play um, too much better as a as a as a team and um, me personally I, I wouldn't have minded a couple of hundreds in there more hundreds in there I think I missed two little opportunities with two nineties but um, look I'm going to take it I think um, yeah played really well really really happy with how I am going and and, and fingers crossed to continue it Travis you mentioned that there was a ninety the ninety two in Brisbane I treat that like dog years I reckon that's worth about two fifty on that pitch. And there should be like a little asterisk next to it for the future when people have a look at that 92 and it just says, look, the test ended in about three hours and Trav got 92. Yeah, Steve, um, Smithy, Smithy's still talking about his uh, 36 being worth a couple hundred. So <laughs> I said my 90 is worth about 600 on that wicket. So um, no, it's, yeah, it, that, it, it probably goes down. It's probably one of my better innings I've played and um, disappointing because you look back at it and you see 92, but um yeah, it's just one of those things. I was, it's nice to contribute, nice to win. But, yeah, the, the test was over pretty quick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, mate. The Australian cricket team are very well known for playing hard and then once you've had a win, celebrating. How was the celebrations? Who was the loosest? <laughs> I just said, well, we didn't win last night, but I think we, we, we went – we, a few of us went like we did. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit under. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I think I've just seen Nathan Lyon come in the room, and he, uh, yeah, he's, I can't see his eyes yet. So, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, we uh, we enjoy. I think it's been a long summer, and we don't see each other for a few months. Oh, for probably a, a month until we go to India. But um, when you work hard and you and you play a series like we have, it's it's nice to obviously celebrate that. Um, we couldn't kick the South Africans out of the dressing room. They stayed there. They overstayed their time. They stayed there forever. So, um, but no, it was, it's it's nice. We're obviously a very close team, and um, we really really enjoy each other's success and, and 
and each other's company. And um, no, we had a really, really good night last night, and it was, it was a nice way to cap off the summer. Oh, and the South Africans were in the uh, the sheds. It's good to hear they were able to hang around somewhere, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after the summer they've had. Mate, uh, Dave Warner, man of the series, was that controversial? We heard uh, Usman Khawaja uh, interviewed on SEN this morning um, saying uh, basically that Davey was surprised. Were you surprised that he got it yourself? <laughs> we did talk about that. We talked about double runs at the Gabba. We said because it was hot, he got double runs at the uh, the G, so he ended up with 400. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, is that hot? He reckons it was that hot he overworked it. So, no, he, oh, he played well, didn't he? So, um but yeah, there could have been. I think you could have. You probably could have given it to three or four. Got different guys, and I think Pat put it really well in the press when asked about this. You so you don't play for those sort of things, and they sort of normally come to a surprise. I know in my position in the in the Ashes last year when I was named player of the series, it, it come from a huge shock for me because yeah, I I just didn't think it was going to be me. So I think when they tap me on the shoulder, everyone's surprised. But yeah, David was a little bit surprised, but he he played brilliantly at the Gabber and uh, at the at MTG. Now, at the start of the show, mate, Barney mentioned a lot of your stats. They're all to do with batting. I'm disappointed he left off two key stats. There was one great sledge of Dean Elgar uh, <laughs> about a run out in the previous game, which we really got to him, I could see. But um, your bowling has been quite incredible this last year. I've got a stat here. It says, before June 22, you bowled 38 overs, none for 124. And then after June 22, 25 overs, seven for 78. I don't know. That's just luck. Have you been working on the ball a bit more or what's the story? Yeah, what was I doing before that? Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah. <laughs> Pat obviously wasn't bowling in the right situations. Uh, no, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, obviously Gould, it spun, it spun sideways at Gould. And, and I look, I mean, again, this week, uh, I'm bowling at the right times. Uh, it's something I've worked on it with um, Dan Vittori. We've got we're on board now, and uh, I work really, really well with him and get along really well with him. So, um, no, it's something that I've worked on. Um, I think it's very situational. I think those stats help when I, I've bowled on some of the wickets I've bowled on and um, a little bit of opportunity and, and, and just, yeah, little chop-outs here and there and, and got a little bit of luck on my side. So, um, but, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need to be bowling too much when you got the bloke at the other end with 400 test wickets. <laughs> oh, mate, with the uh, with the India series coming up, though, we saw you um, in the first innings get the key wicket of Marco Jansen. That was when they were uh, they were looking like they were going to hang around. Um, are you going to be putting your hand up for more overs when you're in India? You reckon? Um, well, if it's going to spin, I'll put my hand up. <laughs> uh, maybe later in the test. Uh, I only come out. I only come out when it's needed. Um, but no, yeah, I've got a. I'm probably going to have a bigger workload over the next couple of weeks in amongst Big Bash and making sure I get loads up. I had a little bit of a niggle, um, which stopped me from bowling for a couple of weeks, and I sort of only just come back to bowling. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll work on it over the next month, make sure my loads are up to give Pat an option to, if needed. Um, yeah, we'll have a path we go down, but there's always yeah, um, it's a nice chop out for Gaz, obviously. Um, being spinning it the same way, um, I don't won't get much of opportunity with with Gaz taking most of the load. But when there's an opportunity to, to get a bowl, I'm more than happy to. Nice, mate. Now, just on the BBL, you are off to play with the Adelaide Strikers. You and Alex Carey are heading over uh, to Adelaide, mate. Just on your your last uh, three tests, you you made 92 off 96, 51 off 55, and 70 off 59. Are you going to find it hard to adjust to uh, having to bat at a bit of pace, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when I go out to the big bash and score 10 off 20? Yeah. Like, dope, aren't I? <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I said. I might have to bat in the power play because I can only go, I normally naturally only look around and three slips in a gully. I don't know what I'm going to do with five blokes on the field. So five blokes on the boundary. Um, but um, yeah, I'm going to have to pull my finger out, aren't I? 
<laughs> I think you'll be right, mate. Um, we, we are promoting the uh, second series of The Test. Uh, I, I find it quite intriguing. Now, when you're sitting down with the missus to watch something on Prime Amazon and she's like, what are we going to watch? Are you continually just going, oh, well, we'll have a look at this. There's a show on here called The Test. Should we give that a look at? Are you, are you quite annoying in that <laughs> regard? Wait. Oh. I'll wait till Miller gets a little bit older and I'll just keep it on rerun for the whole time. So she can watch it. But, uh, no, I, uh, I didn't watch the first one. Um, and I've got to, we've got to sit through two to two episodes tonight. So I'll let you know tonight how I think of it, what I think of it and if it will get, keep getting a run or not. But, um, <laughs> it's hard when you know, it's hard when you know the ending, isn't it? So, well, um, yeah. When we yeah. saw a bit of action at Gold, you were talking about before, uh, with bats thrown and, swearing and whatnot you had quite a good game so how was it in there you you were celebrating a couple of good, a couple of wickets and uh everyone else is throwing bats around yeah i know i've got a i've, I've had a i had a poor moment um and I've, I've, got, <laughs> I've got the docu i've got the documentary to send the other hundred times where i just put my gear down nicely and don't and then get don't get in too much trouble and with gray nicks because yeah, they, everyone will now think that I just launch my gear every time I get out. So, um, but never mind. <laughs> hey, mate, with the with the documentary series, obviously the cameras follow you guys around, and you um, it seems from the uh, footage you guys get very comfortable just being yourselves around the cameras. How aware of the cameras are you? Not at all. That's the part that got me in goal when I threw me down, turned around, <laughs> and he's standing in the corner with the camera. I thought, and the red light was on. I was like, ah no good um, so I think that's the beauty of it there's one there was one camera guy um, I think it come out really well in the first episode and the first docu that yeah he's very very natural it's you, you actually don't know half the time what's when he's there or, or what cameras he's got and he he did a great job of hiding a few GoPros around and a few mics around so you know yeah you're never um, offline as such um, there's always something there and um, you get used to it after a while and it's um, yeah I think it's come out really really well Mate, we're we're loving all these uh, sports documentaries and the fly on the wall particularly, but it goes back to the original for me for that style of TV was obviously The Office. Um, now, Paddy Cummins, he's your he's your leader. Is he more like Michael Scott from the American Office, or is he more the original David Brent from the uh, from the British Office, mate? Oh, it's a tough one. Um... I'd probably go British. He's got a bit more. I'll go because his missus is from Yorkshire anyway, so um, I'll go the British one. <laughs> British. I love the um, the every summer those cricket ads that come around and you just see who's the worst actor in the Australian cricket team. <laughs> I mean, it's not your forte, right? But um, have you done any? Stephen Smith's the worst by an absolute oh, country. Yeah, I, I well. agree, mate. I agree, yeah. He, I've seen that Linter one, the burrito ends up like, that's shocking. That. <laughs> he's, he's shocking. I don't know what he, yeah. And at least we, hopefully we don't get a guitar and he starts singing. But um, oh. yeah, no, I, don't, I, I stay away from the camera, which is good. Well, so we, earlier in the show, we were talking about um, nicknames with cricketers and uh, a bloke who generally struggle will be D- uh, Ben Dorsius from the um, City Sixers. And all we could come up with sort of was nauseous or cautious for Ben Dorsius. Is there anyone in the Australian cricket team who has a nickname that we're not familiar with or who's got a cracking nickname? Um, what are we? Oh, well, Marcus Harris is roughhead. He's rough. He's rough <laughs> so um, I just call him rough. I, He's just rough the whole time. So, um, what you mean? His yeah, head? Uh, like, you're talking about his head, or just? Oh, his... Yeah, he's got a rough head. Yeah, <laughs> rough head. So, um, no, yeah. Oh, there's not many. There's, I think they're pretty good. The boys obviously into me at the moment. It's heavily. It's a, it's a fair bit of feedback come back at me uh, as normal. Um, 
So um, there's been a few um, thrown around. Obviously, the empty head's been coming out a fair oh. bit, which isn't, which, which isn't great. But um, and <laughs> but um, no, the thing is, there's not there's not too many ones that are left field, or not many I can mention that are on on the phone anyway. I was going to say, I've heard I've heard one for your captain that's not suitable for air, but uh, we might have to leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm guessing that's a con- confirmation on that uh, that nickname. Um, yeah, that's the one I was. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you, Travis Head. Thank you very much for joining us on the summer run home. Uh, just a reminder, season two of the test drops this Friday on Amazon Prime behind the scenes of the Australian men's test cricket side. Uh, after the break, we'll be taking all your calls and texts. Get involved anytime. Give us a call, 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. See if you can guess what that nickname is we're talking about. Uh, you're listening to the summer run home on SEN. Thanks to Hyundai and Blundstone. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, you're listening to the Summer Run Home with thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai Tucson Tech Drive 1 today. Uh, you're with Barney and Philpy. Uh, we are chatting all things uh, sport this this afternoon. If you'd like to join in the conversation, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text 0457 Now, uh, plenty of texts coming in off that uh, uh, the interview there with Travis Head. Um, what a great bloke. Good bloke, eh? Like, I look at the Australian team now and look at the teams back and you go, who would you like to have a beer with? The old teams, there's lots of blokes now. I'm not so sure. But Travis Head, be good to have a beer with, I reckon, for yeah, sure. Yeah, him, Nathan Lyon. Yeah. I reckon that'll there's do. a few in here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you forget now, man, Josh Hazelwood. Oh, oh mate, I'd love to talk. nights. Yeah. be good all day. Uh, Jeez, I love that bloke. <laughs> Uh, texts are coming in um, uh, for that. Uh, if you missed the our chat with Travis Head, though, do uh, check out the podcast, uh, the Run Home with Joel and Fletch, uh, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, now, we've also had a, uh, a text come in from Eels Mars, who wants to talk about the interview uh, with Cobbo. He says, that interview with Cobbo will go down in history as one of the great shockers. I thought these top-level sports people were given some coaching on how to handle press interviews. Doesn't have a good coach, as it turns out, um, for that. Um, similar to the cliche of doing a Bradbury, we now have a Cobbo, um, which is great. That got us chatting in here when we, we saw that. How good is it when you have um, like have a, have a situation like that where you go, oh, no, he's doing a Cobbo. You, sound like, you sound like you're struggling to kind of – word exactly what this is. Yeah, what is it? And because you blokes love segments here, yeah. um, this one could be sponsored by Hyundai. Uh, <laughs> it is... This is, is Hyundai it, right? Tucson. Tech any, drive one today. If we've got any fanfare, anything, but like, here's what we need. Here's what it is, right? So what you're trying to say is, this is the name of the segment, when people who did things in sport get things named after them forever. Ooh, that is tight. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Can we get a stinger for that, please? Oh, let me sting, do it mate. again. I can do we'll it definitely again. use this again. At some stage. Hey, that's yeah, getting yeah. sponsored. This is getting, I don't know who it's getting sponsored by, but it's getting sponsored. When people who did things in sport then did things and then named after them, got named things for them and after them. Yep. That's, so good. that's ob- it. Obviously, we've got the Bradbury, which is when everyone else falls over and you win. Yeah. That's forever. Um, that's forever in. Uh, the winning by, it's sort of winning, uh, winning by just keeping going when everyone else stuffs up. Uh, now we've got the Cobbo. Um, <laughs> the Cobbo, uh, which is uh, when you, uh, well, you don't lie when you should have. 
Um, we got some other ones. Well, obviously, the one that's been in the news recently is the uh, the Mancad, um, named after Indian uh, Test cricketer Vinu Mancad. This was new to me. I had no, I had no idea. You didn't realise that. No, when you told me, I thought you were making it up. Well, I... this is this is the thing. Is there's there's been some who've said that you know it's not a great legacy for the family, but recently I believe Brooksy, you said he's was it his grandson. Grandson loves that it's been called the Mancad because it keeps his legacy alive. Like you said in the segment. Forever. Yeah. Like, hopefully, the Mancad family will have the Mancad going on for generations. Yeah. So they go, my great, 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 great grandfather was Vinu Mancad. Vinu. The whole family's cheats. They're all cheats. (laughs) The whole family's a pack of cheats. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Test bowler for for India in the the 1950s. Wow. Like, how often do you bring his name up if it's not to do with, you know what I mean? How many other Indians from that test side are you talking about? I've got none. I'm talking about maybe another two. But, you know. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Gibbo, you, you had a good one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did have a good one, the Falcon, but then I'm starting to think about the Hopper. The oh, Hopper? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, you dropping out, a Hopper. Dropping a Hopper. Yeah. 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 No good. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't, okay, Falcon. I don't Falcon. want to. Yeah, yeah we'll go with the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Named, after, named after the Maltese Falcon. I don't know. Have you guys heard about the Fletch? The Fletch? What's the Fletch? Yeah, the, the Fletch is when you're playing for a really good team and you move to a really crap team. Oh, for more money. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Um, what else we got? The the Fosbury, Fosbury flop. Oh, He's high the, jump. Uh, yes. Well, Dick Fosbury, was it? Yeah, because there was the scissor, yep. I think, where you went over with your People legs. Used the scissor. And then <laughs> <came> <laughs> and he he realised you can get a bit more altitude, I guess yeah, would yeah, be the yeah. term. I'm not a, a high jumper. Yeah, by doing the flop. By flopping over, he was Dick Fosbury was an Australian, wasn't he? Australian high jumper. I think the records will show he put is that up there. <laughs> put up there, put that with the Hills Hoist for great Aussie inventions and uh, and the Australian crawl in the swimming too. Dick the flop Fosbury was that his <laughs> the <No>? flop? Yeah, <laughs> Dick the flop. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That would be a good nickname. There's a few people coming in, uh, texting in um, with an idea about um, with uh, about who um, who. May have been uh, nicknamed the the nickname that we can't put yeah, to air. Pat um, and uh, yeah, Matt. Um, yep, yep. You're right, Matt. You're 100 percent right. Uh, well done there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What what else have we got for these things that have been named after you? You put up Tommy John. Yeah, the baseball that had the uh, elbow injury. He became the first person that had the surgery, Tommy John surgery, which is like a ligament where they do it like a figure eight in your elbow. They might take it from another part of your body to recreate that elbow <laughs> ligament. Hectic. I've seen, I've seen some videos of these on the internet. It's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. What else? What about a Luai? Someone's written in when you, okay, we probably, yeah, we might not uh, mention that one. Yeah. Butcher a best man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next time you're at a wedding and you're butchering a best man. Oh, oh, you've done a Luai. <laughs> All right, this is <laughs> how was the wedding? Good, but there was a Luai. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Bride's family weren't happy. <laughs> uh, what about when you make a bad TikTok? You know, you know, you've had a, you've had a Cleary. Oh yeah, or a Nathan Cleary. Mate, he's done a full Cleary. He's done there. a full Cleary. <laughs> really? There. All five of them? Yeah, yeah mate. He was. <laughs> Dancing away. Uh, Joe the cameraman says Walnut. What about a Joe the cameraman? That's where you, uh, I, I believe you take the credit for something you didn't do, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> Joe the cameraman. That's exactly what that is, isn't it? <laughs> that's 100% right. Uh, I've decided, well, no, I should read these before yeah. I uh, <laughs> screen them. Screen them. Yeah, them. What, you, now, you had another one, a Penenka. 
I'm not familiar with a penenka. What's a penenka? It's a, it's a chipped it? penalty kick uh, in football. Soccer. Yeah. The A-League would have a penenka or two. Yeah, the world game. Uh, Joga Benito, as you guys Joga would Benito. be talking yes. about World Cup stars. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> it's not drilling it into the corners of the of the goal. This is chip. This is an arrogant sort of chip that uh, Panenka. Who was Panenka? Oh, he was a very arrogant penalty taker, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> he used to chip the ball. He sounds like a Seinfeld goals. character. Panenka. He's gone to full Panenka. It's Kramer's mate, isn't yeah, it? Oh, my mate Panenka. <laughs> I used to... <laughs> Uh, oh, here we go. We've got another one on the text line from uh, 839. Use your name uh, if you're texting in. Let us know who you are. Uh, but this one says, afternoon, gentlemen. Nickname Lay Down Sally after the Australian rower. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Real that's, Lay Down Sally. It's a, that was a very Australian thing to do, wasn't it, though? Like, uh, everyone criticised her, and it's just what we do every day at about 2.30. <laughs> just have a bit of a lie down. You just go, right, oh, I've had enough. <laughs> Oh, I've got I've got one here on the text line from Matt. Uh, Barney, what about the bloke who always whinges about the weather? Call him the Waitley. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm glad you said it, not me, Matt. I, I like working here, but uh, it's it, not, not far off. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Keep your text coming, one three uh zero four five seven seven three six seven three six or give us a call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Uh we're off to the news, but coming up we're gonna have uh, a whole lot more. We're gonna talk NRL, uh get really into this Selwyn combo thing. Um we got some uh Jazz Tavunga news as well, which is coming up after the break. But right now it's the news. Yes, you'll hear every moment live here on SEN. Chappelle, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just agreeing with people. I was just, you know what I was, I was, I was thinking of saying. You know, I was thinking of saying it was sunny and 27 two days in a row. Cop that, Melbourne. Uh, let it go. Let it go. You're, you are on the, uh, you're on the run home. The summer run home. Uh, thanks to Hyundai, uh, Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now, and Blundstone Rotoflex. Rotoflex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Um, we have been chatting all afternoon about uh, topics. When should you have lied? When should you have, have uh, well, when have you done a Cobo when you shouldn't have done a Cobo, i.e. you should have just lied. Um, we're, uh, we've been chatting about his, uh, well, his review of Kevy's coaching skills. You're always taught not to lie as a kid, but, you know, as you get older, you work out pretty quickly that sometimes it's best to lie. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like when you've got little kids and they say, I'm scared, and you lie to them, you say, oh, there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. Well, you can't say, look, yeah, no, we don't live in a good area, mate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm the man of the house and I'm terrified. I don't know what you're thinking. Like, no, that's right. You've got to remain – you just got to, you know, whatever calms the situation down and you can move on – and that's what Cobo didn't do. And now that will be forever known as having a Cobo. Yes. <laughs> and now we, we have asked for your uh, your texts and calls. And on one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, I believe we've got a caller on the line, do we, Gibbo? This is a apparently a Wayne from where, – where's Wayne from? Do we know? I think he's from Redcliffe, maybe. Wayne from Redcliffe. All right, Wayne. Wayne, are you there, mate? Yeah, good day. How you going, boys? Nice to have you, you know, have me on the show and all that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, well, wait, is this wait, Wayne? What is your last name, mate? Well, my name's been Wayne Bennett for over 124 years, so you know I don't think I'm going to change that anytime soon. <laughs> okay, well, the Wayne Bennett from the Dolphins. Oh, good to have you on the line, mate. What's your take on the Cobo incident? You obviously have coached uh, at the Broncos, and uh, we potentially have coached. Cobo at origin level, um, and, of course, you coach Kevin Walters. Uh, on the Kevin Walters topic, is Kevin Walters a good coach? What did you see from Kevy 
in your time coaching him to think maybe he would be a good coach? Well, Selwyn's telling the truth. I mean, the bloke, he, he is a good bloke, you know, through and through. Um, you know, and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd take my hat off to him if I, if, I, if I had to. I mean, you know, this is a bloke who, you know, he helped my, my, my mum to the car once after an event. Um, you know, he, once we um, someone dropped their wallet and their keys and he brought them back to them. Um, it was a night when Ben Hunt missed uh, a catch. And um, the poor bloke, he had stabbed tyres and that sort of thing. And, you know, Kevy came out and changed the tyre for him. Oh, wow. But, but I mean, anyone else, any other coach would have probably shown him how to catch a ball, you know. But uh, you know, Kevy went straight in there and changed his tyre. But all of these things are lovely. And, you know, mm. they do highlight that Good he's bloke. a great bloke. But, you know, anything that you saw potentially would make him like a good footy coach, you know, some from footy stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a lot of these boys after the game, you know, you they want to go to McDonald's. You, uh, they, you know, Kevy will drive them to McDonald's. You know, they've got to keep up their nutrition, and that's what that's all about. You know, or let them go and take their phones out onto the ground with them. Uh, you can still shove those into the back of their undies or something like that, and they can swipe right or left or whatever, and they can do that in the middle of the game. That's what he lets them do, and you know, that's about favoritism and that sort of thing. I know I don't have enough players at the at the Dolphins at the moment, but we're working on that. And uh, that's what being a, a good bloke's all about. So, but as a coach, though, we're, we're more like – he's a good bloke. Obviously, everyone loves Kevy, but is he a good coach? Like, yes or no? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, as a, as a, as a coach, I've, I've seen him coach before, little kids. Uh, I've seen him, you know, coach the under-12s at, at one point. That was years and years ago. <laughs> Um, look, look, I've got other calls to get to, boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wayne, how is the Dolphins shaping up this year? Like, are you um, in out in the community? Are the community taking to the Dolphins? Yeah, you know, we're trying to, you know, build up a bit of a profile at the moment. So, you know, for example, we'll take the guys out in the bus and you know, you have swim lanes in the local channels, and people can come by and spot the Dolphins players. <laughs> and we're working on a new. Theme song as well. I mean, you know, you got to keep the theme songs nice and simple. Even though dolphins are notoriously intelligent animals, um, you got to keep it simple. So we've worked on a theme song so far for the dolphins. It's very easy. You can Google the lyrics to this later on if you want, but it just goes. <laughs> That's about all we've written. <laughs> A very, very good uh, theme song. Well, um, Wayne, best best of luck for the season, mate, and uh, thanks for giving us a call on the on the summer run home. You're always welcome. All right, look after yourselves in the off season and stay off the drugs, the gogs, the guog, and the women. <laughs> thanks, Wayne Bennett from Redcliffe. There, that yeah, is thank you, Wayne. That's wow. A scoop. I didn't realise. Oh, where do you, would he be listening on um, six nine three? Six nine yeah, three. Yeah, that's yeah. Good, well, good signal there. Yeah. Straight out to Harvey Bay. <laughs> um, yeah, that was unexpected. Now, in other, like, obviously that's the, the Cobo story is the, the one that's been dominating the news of the day, but that's not the only thing going on. Um, he obviously made a bit of a mistake, but a bloke, uh, I believe, who is, well, he's not going to be looking to make mistakes <laughs> this year, um, but if he does make a mistake, or should I say when he does make a mistake, um, in honour of a former teammate, uh, every mistake he makes, Jazz Tavanga has pledged uh, that he will donate, chip in $100 to donate uh, 
um, every missed tackle, error, and penalty, claiming uh, to a um, to a friend of his to uh, help raise money for his cancer treatment. It's a lovely gesture. It is, isn't it? It's not so positive though. Like in terms of his playing this year, yeah. he's not that confident. How would you gonna... feel if you're a Warriors fan about this? You, I mean, look, every player is going to miss tackles. Every player is going to make errors. There's, they're going to give away penalties. I mean. If he gets all the Warriors on board, I reckon a lot of money could be raised. The thing is, like before he even started this, the Warriors have been on board that for the last five seasons, let's be honest. They've been drumming a lot of balls, making a lot of mistakes. Um, So it it shouldn't be too much of a stretch for him. Maybe that's why he's done it, you know. It's not like like he's gone to the Panthers and gone, right, if I make a mistake, you'd get about $1.50 the end of the year if you were doing that with the Panthers, right? Yeah, well, you must be his his former teammates must be happy that you know he's, he's playing for the playing for the Warriors, so not <laughs> yeah. the Panthers. You know, do you it's, reckon a crowd might get behind it too? And like every time you know he drops a ball or he's given a penalty away, there's a bit of a hey, they all, they all go up, they're all cheering on the hill over there or whatever. Um, look, it's a lovely gesture. Apparently, he's raised um, a significant amount of money already just before he's even made any mistakes. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Yeah, well, is there somewhere, Brooksy? Do we have a Brooksy's trying to find the website where you can? I believe it's a GoFundMe um, site. We'll try and get those details to you if anyone wants to get involved. Uh, yeah, the, the the friend going through the cancer treatment, obviously, very serious uh, thing. Um, Tavanga has also revealed he'll run a half marathon in April and a full marathon in October um, as, as an effort to continue raising more funds. Um, is there a market here for like more NRL players to get involved in this type of fundraising? You know, for yeah. things that they do throughout the year. You know, oh mate, would what, what what sort of thing are you thinking, mate? You know, you... like oh, well, what about like if if uh, every time um, you know one of the wives of a Canberra Raiders player jumps on Instagram, gives Ricky a bit of a serve, <laughs> bit of coaching advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's every... a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, donated <laughs> every time Ricky uh, gets upset in a press conference. Yes, hundred bucks. We could really raise some money here. We yeah. could, we could have this whole thing solved. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right, um, <laughs> this play, mate. You could go on for days with this stuff. There's so much of it, you know. Well, every time Adam Adam O'Brien rolls his players under the bus in a press conference, every time Adam O'Brien mentions that he won four comps, like, yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's like a drinking game, isn't it? This it's, <laughs> we do this do this in here at Sen, Brooksy. We could, yeah. What would be some of the things we could do? <laughs> oh, uh, there's got to be some ones when Professor comes back next week. Yeah, yeah. Joel every, or Joel Kane. Every time he does some kind of rhyming slang, yeah, you know, like, yeah, Sometimes Joel can't speak proper English. He's like the um, who's the guy who was the um, the Bachelor that year? The ostentatious. No. Oh, <laughs> honey Badger. The Honey Badger. That bloke, the Honey Badger, can't speak in nor language. He's got this and that. Sometimes Joel Kane, who is actually quite fluent in English and it can speak <laughs> properly, but he just dives into a bit of uh, rhyming slang constantly and I struggle to keep up. Maybe we can start finding him for that. Yeah, every yeah. time every time Fletch half tells a story that he shouldn't be telling on air. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> every time uh, Kean turns up drunk to work. Oh. oh. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. he's been doing that a lot recently. Really? Not he's sure saying what's going on at home. He's but... drunk at work or? Yeah, no, yeah. Drunk at work right wow. now, actually. Jeez. <laughs> this is a fairly heavy allegation. Well, it just came in. 
Is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to find him to see where he was. But yeah, he's, he's drunk. Hey, boys, just quickly, another NRL moment that happened. Uh, Matt Burton re-signed with the Doggies, um, which I think is great. I was slightly disappointed in how they announced it because, like the, you know, Gus Gould is one of those guys who's forward thinking and there's all this sort of stuff. And they just Mr. announced Showbiz. Yeah, Mr. Showbiz. Now they just announced it. They just went. Here's a feature of Phil Gould and Matt Burton. I would have loved to have seen a little bit more. I think it was a perfect opportunity. Where's to- the theatre? Where's the Mate. Where's the CCTV footage in the lift of him wearing a Bulldogs <laughs> jumper? 100%. You know what I mean? Or wouldn't you have loved to have seen it made like a gender reveal party? Like, you know, these oh, things are big yes. out there. Like, wouldn't you see Matt Burton's got two bombs that he's going to spiral, right? And yes. one's, got, one's got like in it re-signed for five years and the other one's got, I'm going to Parramatta in the other one. <laughs> Back to Penrith. <laughs> Back to Penrith in the other. He just kicks up the one, everyone's waiting, bang, it lands. And they go, hey, oh, he re-signed. Right. Yeah. Congratulations, he's re-signed. All right, you're listening to the Summer Run Home. Uh, stick around, plenty more coming up. But right now we're going to a quick break. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to the Summer Run Home. You're with Barney and Philpy, and we're having an absolute cracking afternoon. Hope you are too. Uh, if you want to join the conversation today, one 1170 or text in 0457 it is, uh, yeah, people getting involved on the text line. Now, you have brought something new. Uh, you want to chat about something here. Because last week you were listening and we were talking glamour couples. You've got a lot of segments on this show. and I'm, We do. I, lo- I do like that. It's good. Well, well this is, we were talking uh, glamour couples last week. Last uh, week it was uh, tennis stars Madison Inglis and Jason Kubler, who were the new uh, tennis it couple for Australian tennis. They were <laughs> very cute at the United Cup. Uh, recently, we obviously, in Australian sport, we had Emma McKeon and Cody Simpson. Um, and uh, annually, every year, and this is this is the rock that uh, sporting relationships are built on in this country, Elisa Healy and, of course, uh, Mr. Elisa Healy, Mitch Stark. Um, <laughs> you got but, like an Adam Elliott and Millie Boyle. Yeah, yeah good Newcastle like, one. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I do like this segment. But mm. um, just it was yesterday that uh, a couple that maybe no one had mentioned uh, yet, and to be fair, this one half of the couple decided to mention, and in fact, it's not even really a couple. It's more a, Brooksy, what were you calling it? Oh, a thruple. <laughs> thruple? What's a thruple? That's um a couple plus one, yeah. Barney. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we're talking three. Thru- the tricycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically Double. what's happened is a tradie, right, named Rod from Melbourne, has decided to tell the world <laughs> that he's he's getting intimate with, I'm going to call it a love doll, right? I'm going to call <laughs> a it love a love doll. Yeah, because I think, you know, the term, is it sex doll is like uh, you picture a blown up, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know what you where picture. Did you, what you picture? <laughs> where did you see this story? Well, I think it's been all over the internet. Um, it was potentially d- the Daily Mail who um, the oh, the, the story you sent through through to me was on Mamma Mia, which oh. I thought. Well, <laughs> Here we go again. Bloody Philby's Mamma Mia uh, addiction is getting out of hand. This bloke's paid $3,000 to get a love doll. He yep. is living with the love doll. He. He obviously quite enjoyed the first love doll, whose name is Corinne um, or Karen. I think it's a Corinne. Yeah, I think we'll go Karen. Karen's not a great name for, for anyone anymore. Um, and then he's bought another one. So he's bought two. But he's also got an actual girlfriend, like a real, real-life girlfriend. So this is a quaddle. 
<laughs> yes, technically. Rod's in a quaddy. Good well, for Rod. Oh, Rod got the quaddy, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> now, look, before we started out on. with a box trifecta, but now he's got a he's got a quaddy. Before we pile on Rod, and um, obviously a lot of people have. <laughs> That's not our job. I no. think Rod's getting yeah. piled on <laughs> fine. <laughs> and look, I've shared this story um, around on my socials, and people are a bit bewildered. They're a bit shocked. There was a movie out a bunch of years ago with. Um, Ryan Gosling, uh, Lars La- and the Real Girl, fantastic film. Good film. A lot of people were a bit weirded out by it, but it's actually really quite touching. <laughs> touching, <laughs> right. for him. Inspirational yeah. by yeah. this story. Inspirational. Yeah. Um, so, look, I want to make him a power couple, and I, I don't want to rag on him. What I want to do is just think: what are the pluses of having a love doll? Like, yeah, <laughs> and there are quite a few. I think I'll run a couple by it, lads. So, here's one. Right, if you've got a love doll, then probably they're really good listeners, aren't they? Like, Great listeners. Yeah, you sit there and you'd be able to tell them about your day. There's zero judgment um, on all behalf. And this is not a male, female. I'm not I'm not bashing on the women here. I mean, this goes both ways in relationships, doesn't it? Um, they're good listeners. Zero judgment. No fighting over the remote, right? Oh, no. You no, know that battle? Good. You're constantly yeah. fighting over the remote. So if you've got a love doll, you get to choose. I mean, you could let them choose. I'm not sure what they're watching. but um... I'd stay on the same station for a bit. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can leave the toilet seat up. You're never getting in trouble about that. You know, you, I mean, you might get a couple of stairs. You might you mm. get a couple of stairs. You can ride in the transit lane, fellas. Right. Oh, oh this Mate, is a good one. Straight this... away, Sydney, along it's the okay. Harbour Bridge here. It's brutal, right? It's, you're in the T3 lane straight away. I see. Because <laughs> you do. You see, the, you see the delivery drivers and whatever. They put the high vis vest over the passenger seat. And you're like, mate, you're not fooling anyone. Get yourself a Carina. <laughs> Um, Three grand well spent. That you'd make that up in fines, quick no. as, wouldn't you? No, one hundred percent. Is it? Do you think we could see more of this moving forward? Do you think like sports stars might start to, you know, w- could there be an opportunity at a Brownlow or a Dally M where someone's rocking up? You know, the women are always really well ju- like they're judged by the media, <laughs> oh, no. Eddie, aren't they? And wouldn't it be great if you just saw um, Selwyn Cobbo, for example, uh, <laughs> Karina on the Lauren. <laughs> now, the, the best bit about this whole story is that the doll, the first one, Karina has an Instagram page. And so if you haven't seen it, Brooksy, do we have the actual um, Instagram page? The handle, can, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Karina underscore lovely spelled L-U-V-L-Y. Yeah, if it's well worth a look. Now, if you get nothing else from this story, you'll get this, and there's a link. I think Instagram's just crashed oh, with the uh, with the amount of listeners going to check this well, out. It's weird. I was thinking the Roosters have just moved into a massive stadium, 45,000. <laughs> See, oh. average, do you reckon there's a, a back order from uh, Enpolitis oh. for a couple of thousand? <laughs> wow. You were on to something. <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Jeez, a big fillers. crowd, but aren't they quiet? <laughs> And you know what? I don't oh. want to say this. Most of them look pretty shocked by the yeah. play they've seen. <laughs> and, and, mate, you reckon, like, Nick Curios could put him in his box and still yell at him, wouldn't he? You're like, <laughs> shut up! And they're like, mate, no one said a word. <laughs> All right, you're on the summer run <laughs> with Barney and Philby. We're back soon.